It's 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 amazing to always watch you on TV and now to work alongside you and now to actually sit in the chair and do our live stream for our podcast. That's what it's about to show, period. But it is it's a joy to see you do what you do for so long. And these this model just like it runs in the blood. Uh is there you know what are since I do I I've announced all so what, what I for me I'm just gonna be a little uh I'm gonna take them a little bit. What do you do for your vocal warm-up? Do you sing? Do you do ranges? Do you do riddles? I shut up. <laughs> <laughs> There's some truth to that. I um, I limit how much I talk the day of the fighting before I in the arena where there's no noise around a lot of friends that I see and I I don't talk too much. I sometimes I feel like I'm I'm um, a little bit off of that. But there are some things that I do. I have like a, a metal straw. I, I'm careful about how late. You know how people sit around. It's careful. It's all not too much. Uh, and I'm just you know, fortunate that uh, I can get out with them. Um, I think that was it not too long ago. Now wait a minute. I don't think that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then it wasn't you. It was someone. Oh, no. it was somebody else. It was somebody else. Okay. But I will say, you know, I'm very critical, and so I do make mistakes. I'm never perfect. You're human. I'm human, and I got to remember that as best I can. And but certainly things will happen. So you may have but uh, I, I, I put a lot of pressure on myself to be the best I can. I really, I have, maybe it's to a fault, I feel like my whole career is based on my performance. And all is 40 years behind me, doesn't really matter. It's all about, and on Saturday, for me, it's all about what I do on Saturday. And I want to put the spotlight on the fight just as best as I can. There, it's, it's such a pivotal role of the fight in the atmosphere with the announcement. The, fight, the announcement is not of a certain level of energy. It's hard to get the uh, the connection to start with the fans. How would you describe the the character of the ring announcer and what it means to the overall event? Yeah, I would say that the character is it's in many ways the face of the fight itself. It's it's the, it's it's it shows how important the fight is. Is it? And I can tell you my role is my goal is to put the spotlight on the others, not on myself. They're the ones that are risking their lives, they're the ones that everyone's there to see, and that's the most important thing. Um, and to do it well, it brings some excitement to the event as well. So that's that's my role to introduce the fighters properly, to drop a man from everything they want and don't want. I just found out that Erickson Lubin wants Orlando. And I know I had Simi Ford and I had West Palm Beach. And so these things are important to give them the, you know, the proper attention and announce the names correctly. Thank you. I, hear, I have heard so many commentators and announcers, not you, but like 
they can't pronounce the name. Like for uh, what's his name that Demetrius Andrew thought that Captain Captain Zappel, everyone butchered it. I just asked him, how do you say it? And I wrote it out phonetically. He's like, you're the only one that's ever asked me. I go, because you, your name is a little hard to pronounce. And if I'm like, yeah, and I'm like, I don't want to, I don't want someone butchering my name. That's that's not nice. It's you know, it's one of the most important things. It's one of the most beautiful. Things to hear it pronounced properly, one of the most ugly things to hear it pronounced improperly. So it's important and it's just natural for us. Some names are harder than others, and I'm sure I made a mistake when I tried not to. Um, even recently, we had an Ar- Ar- Armenian fighter. I couldn't find any how to say his name. Armenian Delhi. Oh, I, I yeah, so I have, you know, I have a you can always call me. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's important to for me. So you just mentioned forty years. Forty years. That's a, that's a beautiful. Now, out of the forty years, what was your most favorite fight you've ever called and announced? And what was the most uh, nerve-wracking fight you've ever had? So, um, your second question first. Which I've never asked a question in my years. No, but I'm asking a good question. I tell you, cheers. But I would say nerve wracking, there are a number of clients. I've had some collapse rings, given the decision to make before the reading, or somehow it just boom, just boom. scary. The Mike Tyson ear bite was. Yeah, chaotic because there's police, there's people that are swinging different people. There's, a, you know, it's a, a lot of chaos. If you have the advantage of having videos in the crowd, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. So there was a long break before anyone even knew what happened. Why was the fight stopped? So, uh, Mike Tyson fights tend to be very good. And I will answer your first question about the most memorable fight. It's hard to put this in the best way, so I'm going to go with this one. And that was when Julio Cesar Chavez fought very proudly in Mexico City. 135,000. Wow. The largest crowd to see a fight. And um, it's just, it's just you know, the atmosphere that went way up the stand to see I remember he would not be there a man who's seen everything in boxing, done everything in boxing, and I could see him even like there's a laser light show going on a little misty, almost a teary so until I say maybe I realized later he was kind of a team with the I would have cried too. Where do you go in your mind? Because I I was uh, talking to Kelly Swanson yesterday, and one my favorite, my biggest pay per view, my first pay per view fight was Mayweather Canelo. And there was a point when it was time for the media to come out for the weigh-in, and we came through the tunnel, and the audience there thought we were the fighters, and the roar of the people. I was like, "Ooh, the energy, the energy!" How do you mitigate that energy that's coming with all those eyes, and not even the fixed cameras, just the energy of people there? Where do you go in your head? Yeah, that's a very good question. Um, you know, I take that energy. 
and, and what some people describe as or ask me, do I get nervous? And I, I turn that to the focus. In some ways, the bigger the fight, the easier it is. Because there's a crowd energy that almost helps me. All this is a great event. The energy and the excitement is naturally built I don't necessarily have to do So I go to a place of focus. When I go to Japan, I was just in Japan last week. I love going there. And at first, you feel, I feel like, what's wrong? And are they not even here? But, you know, it's a completely different culture, a different right, right. And so, it's different. so, all of that excitement and energy just helps uh, It just makes it, you know, so much easier. And, uh, you know, I love the sport of boxing. I love that. Did you know that since your father was an announcer, did, did you know this is the path you wanted to go on when you saw your dad do it? Or uh, did your dad say maybe do something that you really want to be as an officer or whatever else? Did you, did you foresee this? Yeah, no, the, the answer is no, I did not. In fact, I, I grew up a boxing fan, I grew up a wrestling fan, seeing my dad on TV, regularly going to the fights. Um, but I never saw myself at the point. I am no quiet person or introverted. But I, um, I went. I was in a different direction. I used to play in the there, and I didn't have a job. Twenty bucks to help me get through the fights. So he had a lot of things, and I had no intention of it. And then I needed more money, and then I get, you know, I some of the other card fights, and then sometimes we moved elsewhere around the world separately. And so I continued on a path that I thought was my future, which was education. So I was a teacher and I should be a teacher. And I became an announcer at night, an announcer on the weekends, and then my MMT took off and had to make a choice. Well, that's, so that's, that was my path. I think they are about to wrap up, so I must ask you, and lastly, do you have a hobby? And with that hobby, how would you introduce it in your announcements? <laughs> yes, we would love that. Okay, so my hobby is I love wine. I like wines. Yes. I love wines. And I'm going to introduce a wine that I had last night. Oh, young. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, in this corner, weighing in at 750 milligrams, wearing the multicolor label, please welcome the 2021 Australian gem known as Molly Duper, the Carnival of Love. Deandre, I think we're going to have to go try this one we're because this one. if he had to do an announcement with his voice, we're going to have to give it some love. For sure. Sure. Uh, it is such a pleasure and an honor for you to come grace us on our podcast today, Mr. Uh, this is amazing. I'm like, this is, I'm so sorry. I like totally stand I'm like, can, we, can you please do an interview? Oh my but we appreciate you. We appreciate your time. I'll come see you in the ring uh, Saturday night. Great to be with you on this weekend. Yes, please. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Awesome. All right. Well, that was fun. No, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We appreciate you. you.